The Paternity Test is a comedy podcast for adults. If you're not a grown-up, get off the internet. It's a horrible place. From Illinois and New York, it's the Paternity Test. This week, sound quality that deteriorates throughout the course of the show. Virtually hanging out with Paul McCartney. Interview with a preteen. And adventures in babysitting. And now, three guys who got more votes than Jeb Bush in Iowa. Here are the dads. Hello and welcome to episode 26 of the Paternity Test. I'm Todd Jay in the Chicago suburbs. I'm Matt Barese in Chicago. And I'm Dave Engel in upstate New York. Welcome back to the podcast that is fine with these Star Wars, Rocky, and Mad Max sequels and these Ghostbusters, Knight Rider, and Justice League reboots, but really wants to know when Streethawk, Willow, and Beastmaster are coming back. Who How will be happening? X-Files is back. Everything's yes. back. Or X-Files. back or rebooted. I I want me some Street Hawk. I'm the Beastmaster. I am. I want Beastmaster. I'll bring that. Could back. you could you be the Beastmaster? Could you play son of Beastmaster? How old's son. the Beastmaster guy? <laughs> I don't think son of Beastmaster is thirty pounds overweight and has two kids. But you don't know. You know, I'm willing to give it a go. <laughs> Maybe he like works in the suburbs. He's a theater manager. Talks to squirrels. Uh, yeah, he's got a guest a toy gas station in his garage that talks to him. This is just the angle we're looking for. <laughs> the greatest pitch since MTV Cops. Cops is my favorite, favorite show. If I, if I, if you, it's like most people with The Breakfast Club or Godfather. If I'm watching Cops or if I'm watching TV flipping channels and Cops comes on at 11.45, I'm stuck I in front of that TV. It. I can't even watch it for a minute. Really? I'm it. with Dave. I'm, I'm, I'll watch really? Cops. It is. It's the original reality show, right? Like yeah, there was really. nothing like that when it came out. And I, honestly, it's better than most reality shows today because everything yeah. else is so staged. I don't. I've never seen an episode of Cops that I thought, "Oh, this is staged." Where'd no, you... there's no way it's and... staged. And and I love Orlando, and it's always in Orlando because <laughs> that's where all the crime in the country is. Well, it's always in the south. You never see like Cops Cincinnati, you know. <laughs> No, you don't see that. Cops Des Moines. Up. You don't see yeah. that. It's always like New Orleans, Gainesville, Las Vegas, Las Vegas, yeah. somewhere in Mississippi. Places. Yeah, but right. Biloxi. That way they can do all that product placement for Dago Tees. Yeah, it, and it, and it's just it's fast paced action. It's it always starts out with the cops saying, "I really like Orlando," or "I really like Milwaukee," and grew up here. Wonder is a family here. Always want to be a police officer. And then, and then all of a sudden the radio goes off and like they slam on the gas and there's a naked guy on meth in the middle of the street. It's always the same thing. And it's so great. Like you're just catching people like their worst day in five years. It's always someone's worst day in five years. Todd, Mark yeah. Singer, the Beastmaster, was born in 1948. You could Whoa. absolutely be son of Beastmaster. Age wise, but I, I guess if that's the angle. Sure, I can be son of Beastmaster. What's Beast? Explain what Beastmaster is. I've heard this as a catchphrase and sort of a punchline my whole life. Master of Beasts. He's the Master of Beasts. (laughs) He's got two pet ferrets that love to hang out in his sack. 
he talks to animals. But that like, was the elevator pitch for that show. And what what time is it set? It it's like it's like a it's like a Conan the Barbarian fake kind of medieval. time, isn't it? Yeah, like fake yeah. medieval time, swords and sorcery time, um, yeah. loincloth era. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> those don't sound like the same times. <laughs> I guess it's more t- telepathically he has this connection with animals. It's not like he, the animal it's not Dr. Doolittle where the animals talk to him in like any kind of voice. I think on your show they should though. I think Bo and uh, Ellie's Christmas cat, they should talk to you in really disaffected voice like Bill Murray. Yeah, as Garfield or something. Mm-hmm. I just loved his like the collection of animals that he could talk to and control. I won't say control either because it was – He'd have to persuade them to do things. Okay, ferrets. Here's the plan. I don't know. I don't know, Beastmaster. I'm the Beastmaster. <laughs> Did you know there was a Beastmaster two and three? Well, of course. That's what videotape is for. <laughs> Are any of them called the Son of Beastmaster? Uh, there's the Eye of Braxis. Oh yeah, everybody knows that. And uh... talking about the other one. Didn't she sing "Unbreak My Heart"? <laughs> I have Braxis. I don't actually. What's funny is that I don't see a Beastmaster two. I only see Beastmaster and Beastmaster three. It was really groundbreaking in that it made sequels but skipped two. And there was a TV show for a little while based on the Beastmaster. Yeah, it was one of those like syndicated, you know, like Conan and or not Conan. What was the Kevin Sorbo Hercules or Xena yeah. or uh, all those action packed shows? Those. All right, seriously, I cannot find Beastmaster two. Or maybe this is it. Beastmaster two through the portal of time. It's Beastmaster to Electric Boogaloo. That's where he travels instead of or joins a, a breakdancing club. Yep, and then they have to teach the ferrets to hit to breakdance to save the orphanage or the community center. <laughs> Keep the kids off the streets. Mm-hmm. Yep. Thanks, Beastmaster. <laughs> now get your ferret out of my pants. And now it's time for This Crappy House, where there's two dead cats in the yard, and life is very hard. It is indeed. Guys, as you know, we've mentioned it on the show before, but I'm not good at things. I mean, I'm good at, <laughs> I'm good at certain things. I'm good at oh, ballroom dancing and having fetchingly manicured eyebrows, things like that. But when it comes to like running a house stuff, it, mm-hmm. it's not working out for me so much. Tech stuff, fixing things, not my forte. Uh, you own tools. Can you count them on one hand? I have a drill set. I have a set of hammers and screwdrivers and levels. Uh, okay. I have a ratchet set. <laughs> Level set. Um, but having, you know, uh, using, that just proves that I know how to use a registry gun before getting married. Right. It a lot of them really... are still wrapped in their plastic from the store. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I got the gift receipt still just in case. Todd, do you remember what you called me when, uh, in college, at some point, the college realized that I hadn't been doing my mandatory shop hours to maintain my theater scholarship. So they said, all right, you're going to be Todd's assistant and do tech <laughs> stuff on a show. Do you recall so what you, you called me? You sound with me. You were Jerky the Clown. Yeah. Jerky the Clown. He's doing sound. <laughs> <Why did> jerky <laughs> the Clown. He's running sound. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how you got that gig. Like, I guess they were just trying to, they didn't want you in the shop. Well, they were, yeah, they didn't want to pick a hand off the floor, so they didn't send me to the shop. And then they figured that I couldn't possibly suck harder than you ruled, right? I didn't get, I didn't get oranges a mixer. It's still locked. Vivian, okay. (laughs) Stop the show. This has got to get handled. (laughs) (laughs) I know what the one I saw is blueberry. Mothman. 
All the others are locked. All right, I think they're not locked anymore. I really want this to be on the show. <laughs> this is really driving me nuts. All right, sweetie. Look, orange's mixer. What is she playing? Strawberry shortcake bake something. <sighs> that made that gave me like a shiver. <laughs> a shiver went up my spine. Like with the witchy started saying, I only got blueberry. Like I thought you only was... spent thirty dollars on this. <laughs> on this stupid app, old man. Uh, it's I not... asked you to buy all of them. <laughs> Slap. <laughs> Backhands him. Doesn't even take the rings off her fingers. <laughs> I want to pay toy amounts of money for pictures of items. Yeah. <laughs> I can slide around a page. Yeah. I need to empty your bank account so I can spend fake money. <laughs> now you're jerking the clown making in-app purchases. Oh, my goodness. So, yeah, in-app purchases are the new 976 number, right? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, like if there were a Sally Jesse Raphael show, they'd have kids on that have rung up $30,000 in in-app purchases on their parents' credit card as opposed to, you know, I called the kid and play hotline and grandpa from the Munsters and ran up $10,000. That even happened to Kanye West. Remember when he went on his tirade about in-app purchases? His kid ran up like like 300 bucks on their iPad or something. Cause he, <laughs> North, what's it? Northwest? or Northwest. Yeah. yeah, Northwest ran up a huge bill on their iPad just doing in-app purchases. Well, I'm he, sure they're in the poorhouse now. Well, exactly. Yeah. Like, I don't know how they even noticed it, but he went on some Twitter tirade about it, how irre- irresponsible it was for Apple to allow starts- I have to start sending him checks again. Yeah, I wish I wish the rich would stop trying to reach out to the poor and trying to apologize for how rich they are. That's three hundred bucks he could have used to help his wife's butt have that wet look. Yeah. <laughs> how does it have? Is it sweat? Is, are all her sweat glands in her butt? Is that why it sweats so much? I think it's lacquer. Yeah, I think it's permanently <laughs> lacquered, so it's always like that. They just buff it out once or twice a week. Always oiling it. So like what's going butcher... on at the house? What are you... Well, you know, the, the saving grace is that my mom comes two days a week. And so we keep a punch list, basically, of things in the house that we can't work, can't clean, or can't fix. And she uh, she fixes them for us. So really, the whole place would, would crumble. My mother is sort of the uh, the pressure release valve in the, the, the boiler room of our life. And, uh, hey, Ma, but... the, uh, see that tile over there? It's a little light on grout, don't you think? <laughs> <laughs> it came to that. This week, she's like, uh, yeah, you're... Uh, Plumber came and he said that uh, you need more silicone seal all around the shower. I'm going to show you where. But so I'm thinking, I, you know, this I can't I can't ride this train forever, right? As far as like the giving tree is concerned, my mom's down to like the stump, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yes, so I'm sitting on her now. <laughs> exactly. I just need to rest, mom, and also scoop you out and uh, burn you for charcoal. <laughs> and we're going to fill you in with dirt. <laughs> So I decided that maybe I'd give you guys some on my punch list, and maybe you could help me fix some things in my house. Because you guys are, are oddly handy. Not, you know, for Todd, not oddly. He's, I think he's always been famously handy. Um, Dave, somehow you magically became handy when you moved to, to uh, Siracusa. All of a sudden, you're building new kitchens and stuff in your house. Yeah. I was always scared when I was around other people, specifically Jack Fend, our theater <laughs> editor. Because he had a short fuse, but he had, he had a short passive-aggressive fuse. Yeah. Yeah. And and I I I just sort of crumbled under authority anyway, and and with that I just I would just sort of hide uh, yeah. during those work hours, or I would or I would build things that inevitably I was too nervous to build it right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so someone else would have to tear it apart. And it. Well, Dave, um, I guess no one ever taught you about measure twice, cut once. Well, that's okay. Uh, no, I always thought it was measure twice, cut twice. <laughs> so that's what my, 
from was I was always cutting a little bit extra off because you always like, like to measure the like a four. You take a four foot board and measure four feet off the middle, uh-huh. and then cut off the two ends. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> it. <laughs> but you, what is your punch list? Okay, well here's one. The other day I was making a what do you call a corn dog when it's made of breakfast materials? Like a pig in a blanket with a stick in it. Yeah, that would be like a pig in a blanket. A pancake surrounding a breakfast sausage. It's been stabbed? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I decided to make one of those. It's one minute in the microwave. Yeah. I think I must have set it to 10 minutes. Oh, you're like my grandpa. (laughs) Loves corn dogs. When he he first got a microwave in his house, it was a dial. It was a dial microwave. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so he thought. You know, my dad told him to put this. He he was eating one of those. Uh, the cheese hot dog, the cheese right? Cheese hot dog, yeah. And he thought it was five. He thought five seconds was five lines, but it was really five or not. He was trying to do one minute, and he did ten minutes. I think it's exactly what he did. And he called my dad, complaining, "These hot dogs don't have any cheese in them." <laughs> <laughs> it turns out he because he cooked it for ten minutes. Cooked the, it out. These hot dogs taste like ash. <laughs> <laughs> Why are there so many firemen in my house? <laughs> Dude, 1980 must have been the worst time to be an old person because that's when everyone got microwaves. And can you imagine growing up in the Depression and then your parents or your, I'm sorry, your kids getting you a device that cooks potatoes in five seconds? <laughs> you, you wouldn't believe them. You'd be like, BS, I'm putting this in for 10 minutes. And then like 10 minutes later, you, there's a fire in your house. Yeah. How'd you why pick is it? this pot? Why is this pot pie? It tastes like Omaha Beach. <laughs> yeah, why is my skillet melted inside? The- Dad, you can't put metal. Why can't you put metal inside? My grandma, my grandmother once put water in there and boiled it, and then opened the microwave door, and That's the steam came out face. and burnt her face. Uh huh. So how did your pick in a blanket turn out? It turned into lots of smoke is what it, how it turned out. I was standing there talking to my wife in the kitchen, and we were discussing, oh, just that the horrible conversations you have before you leave for work with your wife. Like, who's got who? Oh, we're yeah. both leaving? Who's got the baby? That kind of conversation. <laughs> I thought you were taking her. I thought you right. were. And then she said, uh, Matt, and I turned around, and there was just black smoke pouring out of the microwave. So, uh, you know, open the doors, waving the towel in front of the uh, smoke detector so it wouldn't go off. One of those kind I of don't things. She, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I pull out this black. I put on an oven mitt, and I grab the blackened pig in a blanket on a stick, and I take it out on the back porch. Well, I basically throw it out the door, and it lands on the plastic bench from Italy that only had half its parts come, (laughs) and it was like 30 below outside, and it immediately melted the top of the bench. (laughs) I did not see that coming. There's a pig in a blanket, like death silhouette. Yeah, like a chalk house. (laughs) Burnt into the into the Italian bench. My questions are: Is there first of all, is there any way to get the silhouette out of the bench? And then the big <laughs> question is: Is there any way to get this smell out of the microwave? Bench would be hard because I mean you'd have to reform the plastic. You know what I mean? If it's is it melted like it's actually deformed or just a black silhouette? It's uh, it's, it's melted. Oh yeah, there's not a lot you can do with that. No, I have to write those Italians again, aren't I? Just yeah. What are they gonna do? Send you a brand new bench? I think you just live with a melting. They're gonna bench. send you a bunch bunch more legs. <laughs> send me another gross of legs. <laughs> hey, we, Matt, we heard about your tragedy. <laughs> melt down, <laughs> melt down <laughs> some of the <laughs> melt down some uh, of the legs you have, and and use that to fill in 
the indentation left by the uh, except the legs are the wrong color. They sent you a black legs, right? Yeah, or what kind of color. dye do I use? So I melt the legs in a big no, pot. No, it's not some blackening material. Some maybe shoe polish. Stir it. Oh, pour it on the top. Well, yeah, go do that. Okay, all right. Put some shoe polish in it. What about the smelly microwave? Clean it out. If you take like a sponge, like a wet sponge, and run that in the microwave for like five minutes, maybe start with three. It creates a steam that'll that'll clean out and help get rid of that smell. You want me to burn a sponge? Yeah, then put a box of matches in there. <laughs> right. You can put a, a ball of tinfoil in there. You set it for 30 minutes. <laughs> you got silverware? You got to pack that microwave with silverware. Take your wife's engagement ring. Yeah. Put a little bit of like a, t- so in the water, either in the sponge or if you want, just put a bowl of water with like a half, you know, I don't know, half cup of water. Put like a tablespoon of white vinegar in it because the vinegar is always good for getting smells out. Do it for like five minutes, but then leave the door shut so it continues to, to steam in there. Okay. So I'm steaming some vinegar. Yeah. Mostly sponge. water, tablespoon of vinegar. Okay. Boring. Next thing. Yeah. I uh, got a marble step in the vestibule, and it's uh, broken. It cracked. Marble fell down. Ooh. How you fix marble? Ooh. Is there like marble spackle? Ooh. You buy new marble, I think. Call the Italians. Well, uh-huh. a porch guy came, or like a stairs guy came, and he's like, yeah, it's going to be about a thousand bucks. Oh, my gosh. Because yeah. he wanted to put in new marble steps. I'm like, no, 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 no. I got the pieces parts. I need the I need marble epoxy. There's epoxies and things that'll that'll work on that. Yeah, go to your Home Depot and tell them you need you need an epoxy that works. Is it is a step out outdoors? It's a kind of indoor outdoor. It's in the door pocket where the mailboxes are, so it gets very cold in there. So it's yeah. not outdoors, but it it freezes. Yeah. Right. So you need something for outdoors. So of course that means I go to Home Depot. I wander around Home Depot looking for an employee for forty five minutes. I freak out, flip over a box, and leave. That's what happens when I go to Home Depot. Yeah, because I'm going to Chicago Home Depot. Yeah, inner city Home Depot suck. You can never find anybody. And they sell like two different types of lumber and they're just they don't have anything. I mean, I guess if you want some Christmas decorations, that's okay. But actual fixing things, not not so much of a thing. All right, how about how about this? My last two oh. Yes, dear? When I play this game, I always lose, so can you please buy me another game? You don't hear a kid's voice in their head. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not going to buy you a different game, but I can either download you a free game or you can play with the Max Ruby game. You play the Max Ruby game? You can download a free game. Uh, what kind of game? Guys, uh, help me. I need an app for a four-year-old. Dave, what's a good free uh, app? Toka Kitchen. Uh, T-O-C-A Kitchen. I'm a girl, not a boy. Toka Boca, Toka Kitchen. Toka Boca, Toka Boca, Toka Kitchen 2. Uh, one Toka over the line, sweet Jesus. Daddy. Wait, Toka Kitchen 2 is $3. Ask yourself if you love your kid $3 much. I loved her $3 much five minutes ago, so no, I'm all out of love. We actually hit the iPad at our house today. We we put it away indefinitely. Because they've been yeah. overusing it? Or? Yeah, we just couldn't. Uh, I put a, um, if anyone follows us on Instagram, I put a picture up of our daughters who had they'd taken the iPad. They had they know the code now to get into it. And they were watching uh watching some of their favorite shows on the iPad. You know, they'd gotten into the apps, either Amazon, Netflix. Well, that's done. And they had they'd taken it and they were hiding in a closet upstairs. Yeah. So they're watching Frozen, right? They were hiding in a closet Yes, they were watching for uh, that Frozen short that came out last year. Oh, Frozen Fever. So yeah, we hit it. All right, my last two items on the punch list are both remote control related. 
Uh, my daughter has uh, had a long love affair with throwing remotes in the recycling, I think. Because a, re- a lot of remotes have gone missing since she uh, came to be. I mean, obviously, when she was like one, she would throw away remotes. And then recently, I feel like she likes to jump on the furniture right now. And I feel like the Amazon Fire Stick remote, which is very small, yeah. I think it has gone into the bowels of the couch where it shan't return. So I can't control my Amazon Fire Stick in the living room, although I did download the app so yeah. I can do it with my phone. Okay. But my phone isn't as good for playing Pac-Man uh, 257 as the remote is. So I really want the remote. Now, I have a second Fire Stick that I got for Christmas at a Black Friday sale, but that's supposed to go in the master bedroom. Problem is, we also lost a remote in there that changes the source on the television. So we can't turn it to the Fire Stick because we don't have the remote. So one... one uh, uh, cure obviously would be to throw away one of the the fire stick that has no remote i don't like that idea so my question is is there some kind of universal remote i can get for the master bedroom and change the source and then what do i do about the lost amazon prime remote in the well it says here that a replacement remote for amazon fire stick tv is 15 dollars on amazon prime that's half the cost of the fire stick they gotta charge something for it it's a remote yeah yeah. especially if you you (laughs) use it to play pac-man i guess they know they got me I guess. Yes, and most any <laughs> universal remote that you could get at a Best Buy or whatever will, will control your TV input. Yeah. Any, any, anyone. You've got to have, there's, there's buttons on the side of every t- television yeah, you have that to be changes able to the input. change it from your TV. Walk up to it and push a button. There's no buttons on TVs anymore. Yeah, there are on the yeah, side. Really? Even yeah. on a skinny one? Yeah. Yep. I didn't even know they had sides. <laughs> That'd be one around the side, you couldn't see them. It you might... only see them from the front and the back. Yeah. So stay slightly to the front or back, then you'll be able to see it. Yeah. Are there still Best Buys, and are they still filled with Collective Soul CDs? They are. They don't have CDs anymore. Oh, they, they do. I know. Where else are you going to get the latest Nickelback CD? I bought that John Benjamin CD that came out last week. Who's John Benjamin? Uh, he's a comedian. Does, uh, he's the voice of Archer. Oh, he H. Put- John Benjamin. Yeah. He put out an album called I Should Have Learned to Play Piano. He's playing, it's a jazz CD with a bunch of acclaimed uh, jazz musicians. And he is on piano, but he doesn't play piano. So like, they're all. Like at all? So he's just like making. Yes, he doesn't play at all. And so it's just this guy on sax killing it for 90 minutes or 90 seconds. And then he just, just beats on the piano. <laughs> and it's. It's surprisingly enjoyable. It's a, the the CD is about forty five minutes, and you can make it through the whole thing. Like it's it's incredible how easy it is to listen to it. It's hard to explain. I can play you a little clip here. Best when it goes into like a piano solo because it's just 
<laughs> and the drums still keeping time in the background. <laughs> <laughs> the callbacks are my favorite. Like. The execution is pretty brilliant. He, he could have just banged on the piano and it wouldn't have, it wouldn't have been enjoyable to listen to. It's, it's, it's actually incredible. Like some of the subtlety of it in certain parts, like you can tell he's, he's actually trying to make it work. Well, yeah, because you can hear he's trying to echo the melody of yes. oh, there's some standard that he was just playing. And he just doesn't know which keys make which bit. Yeah, it's, oh my God. <laughs> What's actually good is when he plays something and he'll play something and then the saxophonist will call back to him. So he'll play chaos and then the saxophonist will start, it will start playing the chaos. But it sounds amazing when the saxophonist does it because he's a well-trained musician. Yeah, I, I've listened to this album in full I, probably 10 times this week. I've been grading papers wow. to it. Like I, I, am, I don't know, it struck a chord with me. Like I love it. Absolutely love it. And what's funny is I'll play it after school when there are kids in my classroom and they don't notice it. It's 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 weird. There's something subversive about it. I feel like you could play it at a party and only twenty percent of the people would notice. It would be fun to put it on in the background at a party and see how long before people realize that the piano's all screwed up. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard worse jazz albums. Hey, folks, you already shop on Amazon. Why not put those dollars to work keeping this here's show on the air? Do it by using the Amazon portal on the support page at paternitypodcast.com. When you're looking to buy something on Amazon, go to paternitypodcast.com. Click on the word support. You will see an Amazon logo. Click on that, and Amazon will open up. You just buy what you are going to buy. You don't have to sign up for anything. You don't have to pay extra. Amazon just knows that you came through our webpage, and they send us some of their profits, and we use that to pay for the boops and the beeps. Anybody buy anything on Amazon recently? Uh, we got the uh, a couple weeks ago. We were talking about the Google uh, cardboard, or yes. they like to call it Google garbage. Mm-hmm. And this is a cardboard what ski mask that you fit your uh, iPhone into. Uh, sweetie, why don't you go ask mommy? Okay, love you, mama. <laughs> yeah, mama. It is a. It comes in a flat box, and there's some assembly instructions. 
And by the time you, you know, insert slot one into, you know, slot two or whatever you're supposed to do, tab one into slot one or all that stuff. I love it when you talk dirty. You end up with a, uh, with, yeah, like a ski mask looking thing with a flap on the front for your iPhone to fit in. My expectations were very low because it's made of cardboard with two plastic lenses in it, you know? So I'm like, what, what, how good can this possibly right. look? But it's also made by Google. So you're like, all right, well, maybe. Yeah. Well, the first thing I, I put into it, I, you know, was the there's a Google Cardboard app that kind of gets you started. And I was pretty blown away. I'm like, there's no, there was no delineation, like, between the left eye and right eye. There was no, you know what I mean? Like, there was no separation. I couldn't see the edges of anything around me, so it really was like a VR kind of look. And the fact that, you know, everywhere your head moves, the picture moves, you know, and wow. it's so sensitive. So there's a couple of apps I downloaded to try out, and I wanted to see different things. And a lot of them you would look at and you'd go, okay, that kind of looks like no, the no better graphics than the Game Boy VR, right? I mean, it's just mm-hmm. the graphics aren't great in some of these, but the motion is really good. But the one that really blew me away was this one called Jaunt, Jaunt VR, J-A-U-N-T. Oh, so it's set in Philadelphia. It's Yeah, <laughs> Jaunt. It's uh, cinematic virtual reality. So they, they go to places and they record concerts and other things. You know, there's, there's like documentary things music videos so the first thing i watched was a uh paul mccartney concert where you are essentially standing on stage and you could download this app and put it on your phone and do it without the vr and just kind of see how it works and i I'd highly recommend you do it just just to for just to see but if you go to uh jaunt vr is the name of the app and you could actually switch it into a 2d mode where it is just your phone you know, in a screen, so you're not, and then you can tap things. So uh, both of you should really do that right now, actually. So anyway, there's a Paul McCartney clip uh, where he does Live and Let Die, and you are standing on stage, and you could look, you, you turn in a circle, and you see the entire stage. You can look up and see the lights hanging on the, on the, on the trusses. Wow. You're right next to Paul McCartney's guitar. You turn to his right, and you see his bald-headed drummer that looks just like my brother. Mm-hmm. Wow. So look at, get this on your phone, Jaunt VR. You can smell his hair dye. Oh, yeah. You could look down, and, you, like, you turn to the left. There's a camera guy right next to you that kind of freaks you out a little bit. And then it switches you kind of a, to a downstage view. It's the, pretty the amazing. Cra- there's a craft services table covered in uh, grilled eggplant. It says it's not compatible with the iPhone 5. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I forgot your... Son of a gun. What do you have, Matt? A 5 also? 5S, I think. Uh, it takes a 5S. Okay, but it might work higher. on yours. Is Viva using your phone right now to play Strawberry Shortcake? <laughs> She's got the iPad, so oh, I get okay. the iPhone. Do they make a version of Google Garbage for your iPad? <laughs> <laughs> Kids would tip over. No, they don't, but that's a good idea. No, they don't make a Google Garbage for your iPad. But it looks like you need at least a 5S. I thought you got a yeah. 5S when you when you upgraded. No, I got a 5. It's like a 5 minus. <laughs> <laughs> it's more than a four, but less than a five. The pick, the logo of the Apple on the back of it has a worm coming out of it. Right, right. It's, it's rotten. Uh, so I, I, I'll tell you what. This thing was extremely fun to play with. And I tried a number of different apps. I tried ones that like roller coaster apps. It, my kids really liked it, too. I'm worried about like how much time you should be staring at a screen that close to your face. Right? Right, because those screens are 
an inch from your eyeballs. It's it's not far, and then you have yeah. the, you have there's this lens that you look through that that makes it your entire field of vision. But it looks amazing. I mean, I'm sure that I'm sure the difference in the Oculus will be that the image is full is like super sharp in HD. This is too, but because there's a plastic lens, you can see some of the pixels. You know, if you really want to be picky about it. But it's a it's a lot of fun. I mean, it is like the next gen. Like it is what we what we're going to be doing next. It's how we'll watch TV shows. You'll have a TV show. How we'll get all our Paul McCartney concerts. In all the your TV Paul McCartney. Well, because they'll have to be virtual because he'll be dead. But but <laughs> I could just see uh, a full TV show being filmed in VR where you need to turn around to see what's going on at the other side of the room. You know, like you you know what I mean. Like a single camera TV show where you are the camera basically. Or if you're not looking in the right spot, you're not going to, you know, if someone's talking, you hear it in your left ear, and you got to turn left to see Scully and Mulder in the X-Files double reboot. Right, you're going to see all the Law & Order guys uh, finding a body in the bushes, but you're not going to see the body until you look down. Yes. No, absolutely. Right. I'm 100% serious about it, because it's amazing. Uh, and the fact that you, ha- you have it in your pocket already, except Dave. You have it in your pocket already, <laughs> <laughs> the ability to do it. Definitely. This app is not compatible with your device. I can't get Paul McCartney by oh, Jaunt Inc. can't get Jaunt. Maybe next year you guys will be able to enjoy this. Maybe if we put our two fives together, we'll get a 10. Well, then we'll have a 10. <laughs> oh, you know what it is? I need, it's, it's that I need iOS 9. I haven't downloaded it yet. Oh, you got to update your software. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hate so, updating it. So I did that one. The Jaunt VR is a lot of fun. It's, it's a virtual VR cinema. It's like I'm standing there's one where you jump in front of you, mate. Where you jump out of your plane, where you jump out of a plane, so it's like a skydive VR app. And there's one I haven't played the ones where you shoot aliens yet, but I played one called Alien Invasion, where you're like in a plane and you shoot by staring. You have to stare. You, know, you have to point your head at, at, at the alien ship, and it'll shoot a missile at them. I'm I, I fully endorse Google garbage. If you have an iPhone 5s or above, or an Android device, they work. They're supposed they work just as well with Android devices. That's fairly current. I, I would absolutely invest the $16 in a Google Cardboard device. But I just blew $16 on a new remote for my Amazon Prime stick. Maybe you can stare at that and uh, pretend. pretend I, can, I, can, I can tape a picture of Paul McCartney onto the <laughs> Amazon Prime stick. Just lock him right here. And then rubber band it to your face and walk around your house. <laughs> bump it into walls. If you like the paternity test, please help us tell other people about it. Subscribe on iTunes and leave us a review. It's quick and easy, improves our iTunes ratings, and helps new listeners find us. You need to do that so we can slide up the old Amazon... Nope, so You need to do that so we can slide up the old iTunes poll. I did find a new review on <laughs> Stitcher. Uh, they gave us five out of five stars. Bad Dad says, the best parenting podcast by far. I want to listen to a funny parenting show, but they are all bad. This one is funny and honest, and these guys sound like my friends. Thanks very much, Bad Dad. Yeah. And read our weekly paternity test blog at chicagoparent.com and our monthly column, Viva Daddy, in Chicago Parent Magazine, as well as Manhattan, Brooklyn, Queens, Staten Island, and Bronx Riverdale Family Magazines. You can't parent without us. It's simply not done. And now it's time for Quality Time with Your Kids. That's where we make Todd's kids do a fake radio show. So uh, Kelly is, uh, is out of town until Saturday, so the kids are stuck with me. Yay! And yeah, I'm sure. Luckily, uh, we have FaceTime now, so uh, there'll be a good amount of communication. But I think Ellie's still sad to not have her mom around. So anyway, is that how uh, you communicate with your kids when Kelly's gone? Yeah, FaceTime from (laughs) your room. She should get used to it because I don't know that I see Kelly coming back when she gets a Mm -mm. taste of freedom. 
Well, she. I'll tell you what. She showed us our, our, her, around her hotel room tonight on FaceTime. I wouldn't leave either. She has a suite to herself with a king-size bed, a sectional couch, two TVs, and a fantastic bathroom. Like, there's, I would not leave that, that hotel room. They'd have to drag me out of there. Where is she? Peoria. Ugh. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, she will come back. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she's planning on living in a hotel room for the rest of her life. Since Alex and Ellie are stuck with me, and I abandoned them as they were, like, putting the last bites of dinner in our mouths, I was like, I got to go to the basement. So I thought we'd uh, bring them down, and I thought I'd open up the floor to you guys. So, Todd's kids. Yeah, so we were, uh, they're here for you guys. So if you if you have any questions about uh, that might help you with your kids as they get older, if you have any questions about, about me that, that you might want to ask them too, I guess you could ask them that. But This is for Alex. What is the biggest difference between Todd, your father, as a dad now compared to when he was your dad when you were like six? Well, he curses about ten times more around me, so that's a start. Okay. His... Not always on purpose. I usually catch myself and try to like say, "Oh, sorry." Mm-hmm. And then it flows a little more freely than it used to. <laughs> His humor, sense of humor, is a lot more gone. No, it's <laughs> like more about like butts and like buttholes and stuff. It's, like weird. He's like he said about buttholes. <laughs> it is. It's exactly what it is. You're like, oh, go about my butthole, go go. Oh, the, uh, Matt and Dave are, n- are no stranger to my my uh, appreciation for scat humor. Oh man! Anything anything yeah. about passing gas or farts or poops, I'm usually on board with that kind of humor. So yeah. Hey Ellie, what do you think? Uh, what do you think your dad did for fun when he was ten years old? I have no idea. <laughs> what do you do for fun when you're ten years old? Uh. She does love her new bedroom. Yes, she got it. I do. <laughs> And she seems to spend a lot of time, certainly with the artwork, the drawing. Yeah. She likes her karaoke. Yeah. What's your favorite karaoke track? What's your jam? Rhinestone Cowboy? <laughs> no. Um, I would say White Windsor Hymnal. By who? Who's your favorite? Who's the um, group that you listen Pentatonics. to? Pentatonics. She's, she's got a crush on Pentatonics. Oh, is that where the kid's head falls off in the snow? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's a weird song, Ellie. What's that song about? I I have no idea. Does Wait. the kid's head fall off and blood goes everywhere in the I, snow? Is I that what that song's about? I think it's about... about like getting older and like how you... I don't know. <laughs> how you die. I know. Yeah, I guess. I the scarf you. is holding his head on and when he takes the scarf <laughs> off, his head falls off. Yes, exactly. <laughs> a beautiful Christmas time sentiment. Well, we heard it about 150 times this Christmas, so... <sighs> I'll tell you what, it's odd because it's I lo- it's such a cool sounding song, you know. But just then to, it gets annoying. And then yeah, we went through we went through a phase of listening to that song a lot, but now it's stops. now we haven't heard it heard in a few weeks. But what what is something, Ellie, that your dad does that completely confuses you? Everything. <laughs> Give me one. Um Um his sense of humor with what Alex was talking about. It doesn't make any sense. Okay. About the buttons. <laughs> It doesn't make any sense to me. He does like butts. <laughs> he does like butt humor. What is, what do you think, what's the hardest thing about being 10? Hanging out with Alex. <laughs> is it is it nice having an older brother or is it does it make it harder being 10? I would say it makes it harder. Why is that? Because you don't have like, a lot in common? Yeah, we don't have anything in common. Um, Except for the love of the parent trap. They have that in common. The uh, the Lindsay Lohan or the Haley Mills? Both. 
Really? Tell me, does, this, does the following mean anything to you? Let's get together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no comment. What are you listening to, to Pentatonix for when you should be listening to Haley Mills jams? <laughs> Alex, where do you see your baseball career in five years? In five years? My senior year of high school? I guess so. Is that five years? Yeah. Yeah, what do you see yourself doing? Varsity baseball. Varsity baseball? Are you going to go college? If I can. Like, what type of bat do you think you'll be using senior year? What type of bat? Yeah. Like a short, what are we, a short five? Is that what you're going to be using? <laughs> short. I'll be using a drop three. A drop, a drop 12. No, that's like two-year-olds. <laughs> two-year-olds. Oh, you're right. That's the one my daughters had when they were two. Is your dad, would you call him obsessive about your baseball, or is he supportive? Obsessive sometimes. Sometimes. Most of the times. Gotcha. Like, if I'm going through, um, like, a couple games where I don't get a, like a hit or I'm having a hard time getting around the ball, he gets pretty obsessive. Mm-hmm. If I'm having, like, a good streak, he'll kind of leave me alone and be more supportive. <laughs> gotcha. What about when you were doing your stint in rehab? Like, was he, was he there for you? Like, did he... <laughs> Which rehab? You have to be more specific than that. (laughs) The Promises Center in Malibu. (laughs) Everybody knows you just went to Promises once, okay? You don't have to hide from the truth. We're all here to to help. Hey, they're under a lot of pressure, you know. I understand. I got kids, too. My four-year-olds, my four-year-olds practically live in Promises. Is it nice to have your mom gone? Is it nice to have some quality time with your dad? Like, what's what's it going to entail, this time with your dad? Like, what... What are you looking forward to doing this week with your dad that you know you couldn't get away with doing if your mom is in the house? Like a lot more TV time, like Portillo's every every meal, like what? Oh, chocolate cake. Yeah. Yeah, I, did. I brought home. I brought home. We had a, an event at work where there was a lot of extra chocolate cake, and I brought home probably eight or nine pieces of chocolate cake. Conven- conveniently, the day insert. that Kelly's leaving town, so now they yeah chocolate cake for everybody you know what's funny is that i thought about that too i'm like hey maybe we'll do something fun like you know just just us or whatever but there's no time like the, everything is so scheduled that there's no we have ellie had a piano lesson today tomorrow uh alex has baseball friday, friday alex baseball. has baseball saturday, saturday morning alex has baseball Sunday. and then uh kelly will be home saturday afternoon and i was going to sleep over friday night because we have <laughs> baseball <laughs> So you told her she had to go find a different place to sleep? Yeah, we even got rid of Ellie one night because there's too much baseball. Otherwise, she's got to come with, and she doesn't want that. Ellie, how do you feel about going to all these baseball practices and baseball games? I hate it. Yeah. But you know what's funny is that I bet when she's in high school, her boyfriend will be a baseball player. <laughs> you going to date your brother? No. <laughs> <laughs> Never well, I could see her years. dating an athlete, you know what I mean? But she, yeah, totally. Like, she'll date one of Alex's friends. No. No. Can you imagine Alex going on a double date <laughs> with his, his buddy from baseball and his sister? <laughs> right. Yeah, Alex could date her friends. Right. No, I'm not. <laughs> the first year I'm in high school, I mean, the first year she's in high school, You'll I'll be a, be a senior. senior. So I'm not going to date a bunch of freshmen. A bunch of freshmen? Just one. Well, no, a freshman. <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah, I, I do worry sometimes about the long-term effect that all this all this dragging Ellie around to all of Alex's baseball stuff might have on her. Either she'll only date baseball players because, you know, she's spent so much time around baseball, or she'll hate all sports the rest of her life. But she's a good athlete, too, so she might become a, a, a jock. She's a good volleyball player. 
Ellie has a daddy daughter dance coming up. Oh, awesome! Um, Who are you going to ask, Ellie? <laughs> oh, she didn't. She didn't hear that. <laughs> Say that again. Her ear thing fell out. Who are you going to ask, Ellie? Uh, no one. I already have my. Dad. So tell tell them what the what's the theme of the dance? Tears in heaven. The fifty. <laughs> 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 oh my gosh! <laughs> Is it the fifties, like the the segregated fifties, or more like the doo wop fifties? Yeah, they're gonna go dress like they have polio. <laughs> <laughs> like they have polio? Is that what you said? Yeah. Like the Korean War? <laughs> was it a chicken? It was. Uh, a- Todd's um, gonna be an alcoholic. Well, that was my question. So Ellie's got a poodle skirt oh. to wear for the for the fifties dance, right? So that's the only thing anyone wore in the fifties was poodle skirts. <laughs> so Ellie's got a poodle skirt, but I'm trying to figure out what I should wear. Don't How do wear I dress as 1950s? Just just don't wear a leather jacket. That's my see, and that's the only thing I could think of is that I dress like Danny Zuko from Greece. Yeah, leather you got jacket and a comb over. Up in your, uh, yeah, cigarettes up in, the, in your uh, sleeve. Horn rim glasses. They wore their pants a little shorter. They rose a little higher. Mm, right. no. What's the dressed up version of 1950s, though? Well, suits the suits, really. Yeah. Yeah. This um, is how boring style must have been in the 50s, because he, although poodle skirts are fun, you never see any other costume for women when they wear something in the 50s, which means every other type of clothing must have been terrible, right? Nothing. Yeah, nothing else had a signature look that made you go, that's the 50s. And I wonder if poodle skirts were really all that popular. Like, how many girls really wore poodle skirts in the 50s? Right. That sounds very specific. Yeah. Are you going to go out in the parking lot and drag race for pinks? (laughs) (laughs) Ellie, make sure that you don't wear your seatbelt that night. They didn't have those in the 50s. (laughs) Yeah, make sure to bring a pack of cigarettes because everybody smoked. Oh, and watch out for communists. You got to watch out for communists. Yeah, they're everywhere. (laughs) Check under the bed. Social media isn't just for the last photos your East Coast friends took because they were crushed to death by snow. It's also for us. Like our page on Facebook, share our posts, and follow us on Pentagram. Draw a pentagram on the floor and conjure us into your house. I'll bring the chicken, uh, the live one, and follow us on Pinterest, on Instagram, at the paternity test, and on Twitter at the dad test. Yeah, I saw a lot of pictures of uh, family members. Trapped in that, uh, big snow castles. That missed you, didn't it? Yeah, it didn't hit us. It was just nice to see somebody else get it for once. It's got to be kind of nice, to be honest. You know, it probably sucks in New York City. I mean, it does. Like, if you've ever lived in anyone who's ever that's ever lived in New York City, it's like the worst place you can have snow. <laughs> Next to Chicago, maybe Chicago's got to be fun rough. for yeah. one day to pretend like you're an I Am Legend or Vanilla Sky and just realize that there's no cars out in New York City. That's amazing yeah. for a day. <laughs> that's the truth. Like it is, it is romantic. It's magical. Um, until you have to go to work and then it's horrible. And then it's a nightmare. I used to have to drive in it. Um, whenever I taught in New York city, it got to the point where I was driving, but living in Manhattan. So I'd have to dig my car out. Oh my God. It was horrible. I think my favorite thing about the house I bought was the driveway. 
Mm-hmm. Just having my own place to park every day when I got home. Send us a question or a comment for the Paternity Test Mailbag. Just email us at paternitypodcast at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at our phone number 657-BAD-DADS. All right, and now it's time for me time. Or if your wife's with you, us time. Or is it we time? Uh, it's her time, I think. Is what <laughs> <laughs> the thing should be called her time. My wife and I, a couple years ago, um, I remember when we first moved up to this great, great metropolitan area that we live in. We were living with her. Moving up. I don't know if you call it moving up, but we uh, were living with her parents and for about nine months. And there was a night where the kids were sleeping and her mom and dad were there. And we're like, we realized that we could leave. There were other human beings in the house that were, you know, older than a year old. And we got out of the house and we had nowhere to go. And we went to a Walgreens and we walked around Walgreens for like <laughs> 10 minutes. And we were so happy. I just remember the two of us laughing and, run, and running up the aisles like idiots. <laughs> and occasionally that has happened over the last three years since then, the last four years of my children's life, lives. And, but it's only happened... My wife and I have only been able to go out um, like once every two or three months. And we'll go out for like an hour, two hours. But it's because her parents live near us and we don't want to keep them. And so we've never, but we've never gotten a babysitter because we're freaked out because we're scared to death. Your kids are four years old. You never had a babysitter? Never had a babysitter. Never. I mean, you've had your in laws watch the kids. You just have. They've watched the kids. But like I'm saying, Hired no, guns. No strangers, no hired guns. Um, no sitter city, no, uh, right. no Uber drivers. Yeah, no, no Uber child, yeah. Uh-huh. And we got one of the kids up the street, this gal up the street, who's in high school, to come over a few months ago to, like, hang out with him. So the girls, because my daughters are scared of their own shadow when it comes to being around new people sometimes. It is nice with the little ones to prime them to the babysitter. For yeah. A lot of times we'll trade, you know, Melissa will teach lessons to, you know, an actress or singer and then they'll babysit. So when she comes for the lesson, she'll hang out for a few minutes with Viva. They'll sniff each other or whatever, whatever you do when you're a kid. Yeah. Sniff and, each other's uh, butts. Yeah. yeah. And then, then when she comes back, it's all good. Well, that's the thing because then you can build not only a build a rapport, but then you build some sort of legend. You know, about this adult. Oh, right. This cool kid is coming back. Right. Oh, and, yeah, yeah. and so they had a couple months because we just kept chicken, chickening out. We were afraid there'd be a murder or the house had burned down or something was going to happen. And finally, Probably last week. To the babysitter. Right. <laughs> you <laughs> we ate were... all of her? <laughs> <laughs> well, not the bones. <laughs> Finally, about a week ago, we had had it. We're like, we don't care what happens. We don't care if, like, we come home and the house is gone, like in Poltergeist, where it's just gone. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't matter what happens. There's no story too tragic for us to come home to that will make us not want to get out of this house and away from our children. And so we called uh, this gal to come over and watch the kids for two hours. And... You know, it's really great that you're unironically using the term gal now. It's like you liberated Okinawa or something. I feel like your name should be Hank. (laughs) Uh, Smoked unfiltered camels and (laughs) 
drink Pabst Blue Ribbon unironically. Uh-huh. That's what happens when you got that 64 Plymouth. Now you say you call you call women gals. Right, right. I can backhand my wife like Spencer Tracy, and it's okay. <laughs> but only when we're in the car. I'm like, honey, could you come out here and sit in the car for a second? No. Why? Because you're going to backhand me again. <laughs> no, I'm not. And so we went out, and we went. No, we didn't go anywhere worth mentioning. It was just, you know, went to this Mexican joint and sat and talked for an hour and a half. And it was awesome. And we'll probably do it again in another month. You know, we can't, we're not, we're not animals. We're not going to rush into it. <laughs> we're not going to have too much fun. Now, see, when Kelly and I go on a date, we don't talk a lot. Like, we'll go to a restaurant and we'll just enjoy the silence. Because I don't know what, <sighs> this sounds, I think this sounds bad, but I don't know what we talk about. Because we don't talk about, we're not going to talk about current events. You know what I mean? We don't debate. Yeah. We don't debate the presidential election. We don't talk about like entertainment or pop culture things. We're not going to get into a heated discussion. Whereas if I went to dinner with a friend, that's probably what it would be like. I go to dinner with my wife and we just kind of enjoy the company and just be quiet and eat our food. Uh-huh. And dine in silence, staring off. <laughs> <laughs> they both look like, like of a lion pride. They're just sort of like <laughs> quietly eating the innards of the cell. It's just like not that what thousand I picture. yard stare, <laughs> like when, <laughs> looking off into the horizon. When Matt and Melissa go to more. dinner, I could just imagine that there's never like the conversation never stops. We don't even talk. We don't even listen to each other. We just we yeah. Talk, we say one, two, three, go, and then we talk over each other for two hours. Go. <laughs> and I imagine when you and Nikki go go out, it would be the same. Not maybe not as intense as that, but that you guys. It's so, yeah, a lot it's of conversation in between. It's somewhere in between. It's, and it's, we're just like we have the rest of our lives yeah. to talk to each other. Let's just let's just enjoy our guacamole. Right. <laughs> let's just sit here in seething contempt. It's <laughs> just stewing our resentment. We have quite a lot to catch up on because we don't we don't get a chance. Our kids are young enough to where we don't really get to talk when we're in the house together because there's always something going on. And by the way, our kids are at the age, and I don't know if you experience this, Todd and Matt. I don't know if you do currently experience this, but they are always asking for something. They're always asking for you to do something or get them something. Or I think we witnessed that with Matt and Viva tonight. Oh, God, it's horrible. <laughs> it's, it's torture. Like, we yell at them. Like, we, we just demand. Spend for yourselves for once. Well, we'll tell them, like, nothing for five minutes. Go. Like, mm. just do something else. Just, like, stop asking us for things. Yeah, we have that trouble in stores sometimes. And somehow my parents, like, electroshocked me out of that, where I felt really guilty asking for stuff. So I didn't just, like, ask for everything in the store. Or maybe I did at some point, and then they got it out of me. I got to ask them how, because it's starting to get pretty irritating. Because, like, you can just take her down. You can take her through a hardware or, or, uh, aisle. And she'd be like, I need those molly bolts. And you're like, what? You don't need those molly bolts. Molly bolts. But even in the house, it's like you'll sit down at the table, like, can I get some more cheese on my spaghetti? They're like, we haven't even sat down. The spaghetti isn't even in front of you yet. Like, stop it. And then can I have a drink? Like, I'm getting you. <laughs> I, I'm getting you a drink. Can I have <laughs> silk milk instead of no? Like, and they, they double team and, and then they, they tag the other one out. And then one of them asks for something, and you'll yell at one, and they'll start crying. And the other one will start asking for stuff while you're yelling at the other one for asking for stuff. It's just, it's, it becomes 
I have to, sometimes I have to walk out of the room. I'm like, it's infuriating because they just wear you down because you can't you can't sit and enjoy a meal. You can't sit and like and that's the thing. Like Nick and I don't have a chance to sit and talk like normal human beings because there's always an interruption of some kind. And it's you have to treat it with kid gloves usually. Nick and I are just having a pleasant conversation. I'd taken the girls sledding for the first time this past Sunday. I made them hot chocolate, and I made them in these big cups. And, of course, Joey dumps an entire cup of hot chocolate all over the floors and into the cracks of the hardwood. So, you know, there's a lot of that. So we just have to have, like, ten more of these dates in the next week so we can (laughs) actually catch up. What's yeah. a well, if you don't mind me asking, what's a what's an hourly rate on a babysitter in a, in, a, in a Syracuse, New York these days? Ten bucks. Oh come on! Yeah, fourteen ten, ten in the Windy City. Ten bucks 14. an hour. Ten bucks an hour. That's about what I, probably I would pay someone out here in the suburbs. I would. There's no way I'd. If someone told me fifteen dollars an hour, I would turn around and like would push them out the door. I don't know though, ten dollars an hour at this point. I guess I mean if you're sixteen. You just, it's only $10 to an sit, hour. To like not sit in your house and play with your kid and eat your food. Right. I mean, it's really, it's not like they're not doing your taxes. I guess they're not it. even like, they're not even like working a dangerous fryer that could burn their hands off. You know what I mean? Well, they're neither are they doing. Obviously, you guys aren't asking enough of your babysitters. Because <laughs> I say when I get home, these hush puppies better be cooked. <laughs> yeah. Well, the test will be that she does it again. It's the, it's the going rate. We didn't just say here's ten bucks. We uh, we asked around. It's yeah, it's the going rate. See, but, we do that. Like we have someone who like dog sits for us sometimes, and we have no idea what to pay them, and we're too terrified to ask them. So we just pay them way too much money. I need to find weird. out what the actual going rate of dog sitting is. That's weird. It's weird that you just pay. You just throw money at them. Yeah, I just throw <laughs> money at them. Run away! Run away, <laughs> run away before they can say anything about it. <laughs> Well, folks, it's time for another episode of the Paternity Test to forget to tell the kids to keep out of the yellow snow and the brown snow and the red snow. Ooh, you really oh, need to find snow. a new playground. <laughs> 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 All right, kids, no brown, yellow, or red snow. Follow us on Twitter at The Dad Test. You can like us on Facebook and visit us at our website, paternitypodcast.com, or email us at paternitypodcast at gmail.com. Catch us Tuesdays at ChicagoParent.com and call our voicemail, 657-BAD-DADS, and tell your friends about the show. Also, consider a donation to the show via our PayPal link at paternitypodcast.com. All right, everybody. Remember, if you've got stains in your microwave, the easiest way to get them out is to ball up some tinfoil and cook it for 10 minutes. Then when you have to buy a new microwave, there'll be no more stains. And until next time, best of luck passing the paternity test. (laughs) 